Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. First of all, huge gratitude for my guest today, and she's coming all the way from Ecuador. My goodness. Before we even go there, I just want to say the annual global consumption of chocolate last year was over 7.5 million tons. And I know for a fact that I was a great contributor to that statistic because <laughs> I love chocolate. My guest today is all about chocolate, like four times better chocolate. And she's the founder of one of the fastest growing bar brands in North America. She started her first product-based business company in 2017 and expanded it to exceed 100 million in gross revenues in just over three years. Oh my goodness. And you know, I, I know that some of you are like me, uh, a small entrepreneur, product-based business. You must keep listening. You do not want to miss my guest today. She's a mom of four, an 11-time Ironman competitor. Saying that just makes me tired. Multi-award winning powerhouse and she is a huge huge inspiration to me she doesn't even know it but i admire her from afar i seek her out as a mentor even though she has no idea that i'm <laughs> doing that and she is the founder of love good fats and she is now on her second startup launching four times better chocolate and my goodness i just want to say welcome welcome Susie york hello well, hello, and thank you for such a warm uh, introduction, Elaine. It just makes me uh, makes me blush every time. So yes, I'm very excited to carve out a little bit of time in my day. It's my fifth trip here in Quito in Ecuador. My partner owns uh, a craft chocolate factory, and we were fortunate enough to meet and decide to partner. So I had did a trip to meet him here. He met me there, and then uh, you know I've been back uh, five times in ten months to. To spend some time here with the team and to to bring these amazing chocolates and vitamins, uh, vitamin and supplement chocolates and functional chocolates to life here together with him and the team. That's it's just been a really exciting journey. Yeah, your your entire journey is incredible. I, let's let's start from the very beginning because you know this podcast is all about how to create better, how to create better family, self, business, and health. And I know that, Susie, you could touch on every aspect of that, being a mom of four. And I know you call yourself a late start entrepreneur because, you know, you, you made these incredible discoveries uh, for a gap that you found in your life as you sought to eat healthy and low fat. So let's let's talk about that. How did you go from mom and uh, working for large corporations to creating your first product. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, Love Good Fats. So really, I graduated um, from McGill in electrical engineering, and I was fortunate enough to take my first job uh, in marketing, marketing adult diapers at Procter & Gamble. And so I didn't know much about business. I was the first non-business grad ever hired at that head office. But I learned pretty quickly. And really, you know, P&G is a great school to teach you how to build brands. And I was hesitating about the job because I had all these other exciting offers in engineering. And they said, like, hey, 
what do you want to do long-term? And I said, I want to have my own business. I want to be a businesswoman. They're like, oh my God, you have to start, you have to kind of join PNG. And they were really, really so right. You know, I have like the right brain, left, left brain. I think I'm blessed with like the consumer insight and that kind of part of understanding and getting kind of how to connect a brand with uh, emotion and, and rational kind of meetings so that you can kind of figure out the right strategies to turn around businesses and brands. So I was doing really well just on kind of turning around all these problem brands. So Downey hadn't grown, has was declining back then, which is one of the few wow. uh, PNG brands declining. And then I followed my boss after six years of learning such fundamentals at PNG. I followed my boss to PepsiCo Frito-Lay in Canada and then I launched Tostitos in Canada, and then I um, uh, turned around Doritos. They had the you know wrong target, wrong campaign, wrong messaging, wrong flavors, the whole thing. And that was you know over a hundred million dollar brand back then. And then I went to Weight Watchers, and went to uh, then went to a couple of startups. So I I kind of had fifteen years, um, four or five multinationals, and then I was doing smaller hyper growth brands. And I'm one of the few founders marketers that work worked on hypergrowth. So hypergrowth means like really fast, right? So I worked on three brands now that I've gone to zero to hundred million while I was there, including my own. That's a whole other podcast because uh, yeah. a, a slow startup or regular pace startup versus a, a hypergrowth are really, really different. And, you know, I just like, I, I was doing, you know, I running in my twenties and trying to manage my weight, eating a low fat diet, because of course we had to eat low fat diet and there was hundreds of thousands of products. Um, and in my thirties, I became single mom and kind of didn't work out as much. And then got back into working on my forties, got back into doing Ironman. So I wind up doing 11 between oh, the wow. two decades, but my, my, my body was wrecked. You know, I was, um, I was lean. I was working out every day. I was racing our mans while being a single mom driving around here and there, but my, I had a high blood pressure and I had IBS and I was miserable. And like the IBS is really just inflammation, right? So it's metabolic disease. It's all connected to the food and the garbage we eat. So, you know, I was not, not eating fat. I was eating, taking sucralose because I was avoiding sugar and coffee and stuff. And all of that wrecks you. So you do that for 25 years. And I read Nina Teichold's book, Big Fat Surprise. I was pissed. You know, we all got misled. All of us in North America and pretty much around the world got misled. We were told when we we're little by, you know, American Heart Association on TV in front of all everybody saying, you have to eat margarine. Don't eat saturated fats. Like you'll have a heart attack. And so all of our dads and moms and then we we're little kids all, you know, shifted over to margarine and then all the fat-free products that rolled out across the country, like hundreds and hundreds of thousands. And so now we're eating like garbage sugar and fillers and all that processed stuff instead of eggs and cheese and butter and red meat. Because I didn't eat red meat for 20 years, right? Like it's full of fat. Like that I was just following the guidelines. Mm -hmm. So I got really, really upset, right? And I was 50. I, coming off the plane reading that book, started ingesting fat because I was at the natural product expo show. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm just gonna like, I like, I'm gonna try this now, and uh, really cut sugar. Um, so it was the first time that even though I tried to cut sugar, like 10 or 20 times in my life, and oh, I have a big race, I'm gonna try to cut sugar. I wasn't able to because I was fat deprived. 
So, well, like within three weeks, I no longer have sugar cravings. Like I would boast, oh, oh, I'm a Quebecer. I was bottle fed sugar, maple syrup. That's my excuse for my cravings. Oh, you know, it's that time of the month. Ha ha ha. I had all of these excuses for why I was ingesting sugar. And because I was training for Ironman and working out 10, 12 hours a week, and I would manage my calories, I could get away with, you know, dessert every day and stuff. Like, it was so ridiculous, right? I was a mess. My body was a mess at age 50. So it, it was incredible. Like, right away, I noticed the difference. Within three weeks, no more cravings. Within eight months, I was off my two prescription medication. Wow. I nearly, like, my blood pressure tanked so much, I nearly fainted. So um, that's when I knew, like, not only does the science in Nina's book, and then there was like 10 other doctors that wrote books, they're all saying the same thing, metabolic diseases, root causes, low carb, ketogenic diet, reduces sugar and the carbs, and it really just wow. uh, helps your immediately your metabolic health, 80%, 90% of uh, North Americans have metabolic health disease. So Susie, you were like, just focusing on just, I was just like, I was just like, yep, just natural fats. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'm a marketer. And like, how do we get the word out? So I didn't want to write a book because like there was 10 other books that got written by all these doctors. And I said, I'll just launch a brand. Brand has to have the word fat. So I'm like at the trade show, I'm Googling the USPTO. Okay. Like, you know, has anyone seen this? Is there any trademarks that are been taken, you know, good fats, healthy fats and all that. So I knew coming back from the show, I was going to launch a brand. So I started doing what I do, like how a marketer, like write the concepts. So I started writing all these concepts, brainstorming all the names. Um, once you, once I then did five rounds of research, once you have the concept, then that's the machine that I've do, was doing paid to do for brands. Now I'm coaching founders uh, to do when I have a little bit of time. So then it would just like really kind of went from there. We had many, many issues because, you know, I wrote the product brief and I did samples in my kitchen, but then no co-packers in North America wanted to touch my product because it's a fat bar. They don't like, they don't know how to do fat bars. One guy said, I'm going to wreck their machine. So go away. I don't want to have fat. Yeah. Yeah. So I had 30, 30 comments turn me down. And it was just like, it's just startup stories. Like we just could go on and on. That's inspirational. Yeah. 30, yeah, but not, it worked, not it worked. Two, but 30. Yeah, but, but you know, like it just it was first to market and there was a real need, the science. So I had all these doctors behind me, the Canadian women and the Canadian physicians and all the low carb doctors going to the, 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 the metabolic conferences. So I got to meet everyone. I was at the forefront of the science. I was everywhere on the science side. I interacted, I was actually interacting more with doctors than consumers in, initially. Um, and then once I got my bar and we, you know, one failed production, like there's all these stories about once we found a co-man, spent eight months together, they still had a full fail production. I was listed at Unify, listed at Whole Foods. They're waiting. My car's empty, no sales samples, no trucks going to the distributor. Like it was just like game over. And we had raised like 400,000. So I would have shut the company down, but I just got really, really lucky. I, I, you know, so how, Mary. How, did you, how did you raise 400,000? Well, it, the, so the whole, this was 2000 and end of 16, early 17. So I raised end of 16. So it really was just, I had a PowerPoint, like an ugly PowerPoint, not fancy Canva, anything. And, and the PowerPoint went through the pitch. Like now, you know, you watch Dragon's Den and you can get coaching on your pitches, but it was, you know, white PowerPoint, 
positioning product, price, value, marketing plans, um, P&L. And this is all stuff that I've been doing with my eyes closed for 25 years and really tough brands, big multi-billion dollar challenges. I was, you know, a lot interacting a, a, a lot with, you know, the, the head offices in the U.S. So I, like this is my expertise. But it's very different when you take your kids' university money and uh, you still have a mortgage and you're a single mom and now you're putting your money where your mouth is. But I, you know, I look back, it was a little bit crazy. Like, wow. I, you know, I don't think I recommend to founders to, to take that big of a risk. And I also launched in bars. So bars was a really tough category. But basically, you know, start with your pitch, 30-second pitch and then small PowerPoint pitch. And you go and you meet potential angel investors. So um, I met enough invest uh, angel investors that were like, whoa, like this is big. And then I had initially was just, you know, the first year was just one employee, me. And then I had a bit of help, help. And I did contract, you know, graphic arts contract here and there. At one point I had 30 different people I was interacting with between lawyers and regulatory and packaging and Shopify and Facebook and creative to, to just kind of just work the machine. And, um, we, again, I did demos, right. We, we were on the shelf in September in 2017. So I did all the demos. I met my partner, uh, Melanie, and, uh, those were, you know, our dates who <laughs> were doing demos. Yeah. And, um, but then the bar started doing really well. Like within six weeks, we're number one seller. So like it went really quick, like the store manager and then all these, you know, I had my mini little board was still employee one, but they would go in stores. Everyone's going in stores and they're all kind of hearing we're like selling. We change broker, Walmart's calling, everyone's calling. So it went like in 12 months, we went from like 40,000 a month to a million a month. Like September, 2018, it's a million dollar month. Congratulations. You yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So inspiring. And I, I want to like just throw in some questions because I could just listen to you talk and talk, Susie, because everything you are saying is so valuable. And, you know, like I'm taking these mental jotting <laughs> down notes, being a, a product uh, company as well for, for children's products. And, you know, I, I would love to know then. So because you are this marketing expert, hyper growth expert like i i've never spoken or heard to like all of this great information from anyone but you like this is incredible so when you went and did your hyper growth did you how did you get into stores was that your first choice did you do it yourself or did you go through a distributor what? Yeah, though the 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 path to market is uh, is the same as it was last ten years, the same as I'm doing now with the better chocolates. Um, you know, as a founder, you have a really good product and a good positioning and the right price, and you can start with your neighborhood local stores that will carry you. So pretty much every neighborhoods in Canada will have some store or in the U.S. some stores that will say sure. And yeah. you can kind of start there, but that's really small. As soon as you want to go beyond your neighborhood store where you have to drop it off yourself. And I'm doing that with the better chocolate now in like 10 stores in the beach in Toronto, dropping the product off yeah. myself, right? As soon as you're beyond that, you want to be at a distributor because you because that's the first step. And there's Unify for food right. and Purity Life and then same in the US. As soon as 
bigger stores are interested, that's called direct. So they'll want to buy direct. And uh, the just the the kind of the 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 way this set setup is in in the world is distributors are there for smaller brands. The stores can order smaller quantities. But once you get bigger, a Loblaws or a Costco or Walmart, they'll just order directly from your fat your your right. warehouse 3PL to their warehouse. So that's kind of the you goal. You slowly become the manufacturer then. Yeah, yeah. So it's just you kind of follow that path, but. You know, for the last like 10 years, if you were a natural product, you you kind of really stayed in natural for, for 10 years and you never went to Walmart or even, you know, the Loblaws or Costco's. Like it just wasn't the path because you were like a smaller natural product. But now the whole world has changed and everyone, like we love Good Fats was one of the first brands that, you know, within eight months, we were on the shelves at Walmart in Canada and everybody won. You know, the distributors were triple that year, triple the following year. The, all the retailers outside of Walmart were were growing. So it allowed, and then we did Costco and even more, right? So the 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 getting into all of the channels allowed for everyone to win. So we went, you know, first year 8.2 million, second year 47 million. Then COVID hits, or just over 30 million. So we lost, you know, some volume because it was on the go bars. So people just stayed home. And and then, you know, some retailers just really cut back on bars. So you kind of had a double hit. But um, you know, it's a, like we built a, a brand that has you know very high awareness in Canada and is, you know, a great kind of success story. That. Yeah. That's incredible. Susie, so yeah. was your marketing just that it was word of mouth or did you strategically market on the side? Yeah. Well, this, I was learning my way because when you're in a, in a large, you know, multinational, you sit behind a glass window and listen to consumers and that's pretty much it. I was a scrappy founder. So I was in every single Whole Foods. I must've done myself like over a hundred demos myself. Every single show I was at Boston Marathon, we sampled 33,000 people at the show. I was there. Canadian Women in Conference, all the medical shows. Like I was living in the field with either consumers or retail or trade or or specialists like the medical community. And you know, you if you're building a brand from scratch, you have to be there. It also allowed for a dynamic that doesn't happen in the big multinationals, and it calls like rapid adapt, rapid adapt, rapid adapt. So we started with packaging and formula, first production run. Oops. The founder is answering Facebook, answering Instagram, answering emails, standing in shows, plus doing all the other things, raising money, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Hey, we're hearing again and again, these three ingredients, we don't like them. Ah, okay, okay, got that, make a change. Oh, now we're seeing how well we're doing, two more flavors ready to go. Oh, that packaging's not that good. Oh, the cardboard is breaking down. I'm like, I'm, you see videos, I'm on my knees, right? I'm fixing the shelves. It's a, it's bars. You have to, every store you go in, even today, right? I go to my Loblaws and I'm cleaning up because because the, yeah. the boxes need to be cleaned up. I do that so with My kids people. know how to, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, what, like you're like, whoa, like you're texting back to your ops guy. The boxes are falling apart, right? So you, like you live, in with the consumer and the retailers, you see what's happening with the pricing, you see your competitors, you have to do that as a startup and as a founder. Okay. So it allowed me, yeah, 
I evolved, you know, changed the packaging probably five times, like four of them were minor changes, but one was a big one. Evolved the quality of the packaging, evolved the wrappers, the boxes, evolved the, uh, the formulas, because the, you know, the Coleman was hard to make a fats bar. So we had to make tweaks and then we had to launch in the US and then we went non-GMO, like like nonstop. It was nonstop. It was crazy. So you're, you're, it's called, you know, you're building the plane while you're flying it. <laughs> yes, I know, right? That's what an entrepreneur is, is that person who yeah. jumps off the cliff and builds yeah. something on the way down. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then, then you're add, like, okay. And then add three or four kids on the side and mm -hmm. their life because you're also the CEO of, each yeah. of their lives as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was lucky, you know, my my two kids, my, um, my biological kids um, were older and then my partner has two kids. Her kids are the same age. So, you know, it allowed us to be at an age and I, I don't want to give this advice to young, younger women and, and men, but in our case, the kids were a bit older, so it was easier, like the whole guilt. And, you know, I like at one point, 18 and 19, I was on the road more than half the time. So I missed out on, you know, seeing my kids, but they were older. Yes. No, so um, it is harder when your kids are younger. I, so I, it's. Yeah, uh, I, I launched Easy Daisies. <clears throat> my, I think two days after my third baby was born and it was hard. It's been a hard 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's pretty addictive. It, it's kind of like the first time you do a triathlon, you're like, well, wait a minute. You know, I might want to do an Ironman. First time you do an Ironman, wow. like it's addictive. And, it, you know, the entrepreneurship, like the entrepreneurship lifestyle is really addictive. Like I would not go back to a corporate head office right now, like ever. So, so it made sense for me to, you know, I was stepping away from the CEO, like after five years with COVID we decided, hey, we'll bring in a CEO to manage the whole growth and, and whatnot in the U.S. So I was stepping away and I was like, OK, I'll just kind of kind of do some board stuff and growth stuff, innovation. And and uh, and then I kind of helped bring some chocolates to love good fats. And then this founder said, whoa, like, you know, I have an even bigger idea than 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 these chocolates. It's it, chocolates infused with vitamins. I've spent five years. I figured out how to first I have the best cacao and therefore chocolate in the world from Ecuador, bean to bar, single source. And second, I figured out how to get, you know, how to get the vitamins and minerals in here without wrecking this incredible pure cacao taste. Amazing. And they taste so amazing. I, oh, I like, yeah. Thank you. Thank you with all my heart. So good. I will never eat, you know, anything but bean to bar premium chocolate from Alejandro now. Like it, I'm such now I'm a snob chocolate snob. Um I, but it's I, it, like you know <laughs> when you start with the cacao that grows in fields surrounded by flowers and fruits, the, the cacao develops flavor inside the bean. And then all you have to do is protect that flavor in the process. Don't throw alkali in it. Don't put chemicals and pesticides and artificial anything. Protect, first develop the flavor through the growth of the bean, then the fermentation of the bean, then the air drying. Don't, don't wreck all that. Then all you have to do is continue to protect it in the process. And you have, ta-da. So good. So good. And I love that you like even have like energize me ones, beauty yep. ones and vitamin ones. It's what an incredible combination, like a perfect fusion of yep. chocolate and, and health. I yep. love it. 
Now, I our tagline, <laughs> our tagline, if I can drop our tagline, yeah. the world's best tasting chocolate just got healthier. And uh, wow. it really is a good summary, right? Like that we kept all the good things of chocolate and removed the sugar, zero grams of sugar added, added vitamins. And then we protect the precious cacao that mm-hmm. has tons of antioxidants and flavonoids. We protect like that through the process. So you wind up with a product that has more antioxidants, doesn't have evil sugar, and has a bunch of vitamins, minerals, protein, fiber, MCT oil. Well, like, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I will be sharing on social all of this beautiful chocolate and, and your packaging is gorgeous. Now I want to respect your time. I want to end with two questions and they're kind of a little bit loaded. So I'm going to ask your engineering expertise to narrow down into con- concise answers. My first one is three lessons or, or quick tips you have. Yeah. For, one is just for entrepreneurs. And then, then yeah. after that, I'm going to ask you because I adore you and I know how valuable your time is. And as much as I want to have you back to do a, a hyper growth tips um, podcast, which we will see if we can get that done is any advice you have for hyper growth. So first one, okay. let's go back to three quick lessons for entrepreneurs yes. that you have learned. Yeah. So one is just start, just write your concept, get a product, get it on the shelf or on the internet. Go don't like, don't wallow for years with, you know, your idea, make your idea a real product sell. Number two is um, optimize your positioning. There's so many founders that just go with a product positioning packaging. That's not clear. Their 30 second pitch isn't clear. Their one minute pitch isn't clear. And if you don't spend the time before to optimize it, then you're spending money to market it, to pay to get on the shelf, to do marketing, but it's not optimized. So that's kind of the biggest no-no. And number three is you will fail again and again and again. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Like you will run into so many problems. Like if you don't, then that's not normal. So just get up. What did you learn? Love it. Check and then pick and then uh, address it moving forward. But you can't, you can't be slowed down with that. That's part of the deal. Um, everyone's pivoted through COVID. So there's been a lot of big things. And then for hypergrowth, I mean, it's very rare. So, um, you know, for most founders, just kind of get to a million, right? If you're in Canada, get to a million. If you're in the US, get to 2 million. But um, hypergrowth has its own set of rules. And if you don't have mini processes in place, and you can't scale manufacturing, you're just going to face plant. Um, there's also similar learnings that many many brands have gone to the big US banners too early and face planted. It's kind of the same thing. Like, hello, we got like a $2 million PO and you're not ready. Mm-hmm. You don't have the processes in place. You don't have the capacity. You don't have the expertise. So hypergrowth sets up for failure. So I wouldn't recommend anyone to chase it. You don't need to chase it. We're not chasing it now with better okay. chocolates. <laughs> so number one is then establish a system that works yeah. so that you can then. You can scale. Foundation to scale. Yeah. Beautiful. Susie, you are so <laughs> amazing and yes. so inspiring. I could talk to you forever, but I know that you have places to be and things to do yes. and you are in Ecuador, for goodness sakes. Yeah, I'm flying back. I'm flying back. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you with all my heart. And thank you, listeners, for joining us. Do look for Susie. Susie, if people wanted to find you 
at, or uh, your friends? Yeah, or I'm really easy. Susie York on LinkedIn. Uh, I answer all my LinkedIn's, thebetterchocolates.com or .ca if you're Canada and the US. Um, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, you'll find me pretty easily. Um, thank you, Susie. Thank you for sharing your heart and your expertise. And you're amazing. Okay. Have a fabulous day. And listeners, thank you for joining us. You have a fabulous day too. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.